Welcome to episode 76 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. And I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and in this episode, lured on a promise of a good mug of builder's tea, I met up with the excitable Tony Westwater, IT Director of Distributor and Online Retailer RKW. A thoroughly entertaining chap, Tony's an experienced IT guy right at the top of his game. And it's not IT that sits at the forefront of his mind, it's the customer. And Tony provides valuable advice on how to keep the customer experience at the forefront of everything you do. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Oh, tea. And I'd have your tea. Just a builder's tea. I don't understand why people put sugar in it. Um, <laughs> has to be just a straight cup of tea. I would suggest that you don't talk to me before I've had my morning cup of tea in the morning. Otherwise, things will normally get aggressive and emotional. Because <laughs> your missus your miss is aware of this, clearly. Oh, gosh, she won't go near me. She's just pushed, you know, at the end of a stick, the cup of tea my way. And then I have to have a cup of tea. I'm, I'm, I get very grumpy. Coffee, I don't understand. I don't. It's got too complicated. No one's ever confused by tea. Can I have a cup of tea? Why? And, and they're trying to confuse it. And I don't like that. You've got all these different things that, you know, would be in your granny's house in a pot by the corner, by the windowsill. They're now putting in a, a cup and want to charge you a fiver for it. No, just give me a regular builder's tea and I'm happy. That's the best answer I've ever had. <laughs> Book or Kindle? I might have to say, well, I'm afraid I'm going to say neither. And I'm going to say, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say brands, but Audible. I'm a I'm a biker and I've got my he- my helmet is all Bluetoothed up. And I've got quite a long drive to work or ride to work. It's about an hour or an hour and a half, depending on how fast I'm trying to risk it. Um, and I'll be sat there listening to books on my uh, headset. Great time. So I really, I love, and I, you know, it's great for just, um, I think the spoken word, it's done at a pace and you can consume it and it's just, I find it easier. I was never a great reader. I'm going to say neither audible. Very good. Horror or comedy? Oh, comedy. I'm a big wuss when it comes to horror. I hate, um, what they called jump. Are they called jump scares? You yes, know, where they, you're yeah, sat there yeah. and all of a sudden you go, Way, and you scare the life out of it. And I can watch the same film again where I know there's a jump scare coming and it still hits you. You know that <laughs> bit where the head drops down of the boat in Jaws yeah. where there's a hole in the side and the head drops down? Oh, that bit is iconic. Yeah. And it scares the bejesus out of you. And you know it's coming. And I've seen that film because I think it's one of the great classics of our time. I've seen that film 100 times. Still jumps and all that happens is i scare the dog the cat runs away and the wife starts shouting at me so (laughs) buy in store or shop online both oh really okay so ah, blimey this is what bugs me about retailers if you go to any (laughs) retailer you're going to the office and they'll say and they'll say right there is that's our retail team there's our ops team they're specializing in serving the customer and here's our e-com team they're so one, the two teams hate each other. And <laughs> right. across the board, the retail team will hate the online team. And the and it's because they see each other as competition. Okay. What they don't realize is they've got something completely common, and that is the customer. The customer hasn't changed. The customer is making maybe new demands or expecting to have product delivered to them in a different way, either in store or online. 
but ultimately they're the same person. How many retailers do you see where there isn't a, there isn't a, I'm going to use the word synergy and I hate that word, but there isn't a synergy between the online and the bricks and mortar presence. Uh, the first thing I would do is I'd merge both those teams. Online is just a delivery method. If you think back, if you go back 120 years, 150 years, if you went into a shop, you'd stand at a counter and you'd say, right, can I have, you know, some baked beans, please? And some bloke would go and fetch you baked beans. Yeah. Then the shop progressed into the supermarket where customers would pick up the beans for themselves. At that time, there was a big debate. This is the night. This is the end of the world. Oh, my God. Retail's changing. No, you're still buying beans. Now you're asking me, oh, should I buy my beans online or in a store? It's still beans. You're times still gonna... change, people. Don't. Times change. The customers, the only thing that a customer cares about is having the right product at the right price. All you're doing is presenting different ways of presenting that to the customer. Stop trying to think that the customer that is online is going to be after a different experience than the person in the shop. They're buying a freaking product. So just make sure that product is as good as you can and is at, is at the right price. Now, e-com guys will say, oh, no, we've got content. Just a second. That guy years ago that was fetching you the baked beans, if he had a choice, he would start talking to you about what why you're making the choice between these ones yeah. and the other ones. So having great content is not an exclusive e-com experience. So bricks and mortar have to look at e-com and say, well, actually, the consumer is starting to expect better content around that product. So you're going to see more things like QR codes where you or AR experiences where a consumer in store is expect wants to see the same level of information about that product that they consider buying that they can get on e-com. That doesn't mean it's a different. They're, they're expecting that same yeah. content experience. Otherwise, guess what? They're going to be on their mobile phone anyway. Oh, you're not giving it to them. Well, let's go to Amazon. Check out. And if they've walked out, if they're walking out and saying, right, okay, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that purchase. They've walked out. They're buying that on Amazon. You're saying goodbye to that customer. So what does Amazon give them? Amazon gives them convenience. Customers and humans, by their nature, want everything to be as easy and least, least yeah, they do. Uh, path resistance. So what, now you're in the shop and you're giving them the content. Maybe they don't want to carry it home. Maybe they, I'll tell you what, let me order that for you and send it to your house. Let me get that sent to you. Oh, we haven't got that size. Don't worry. I'll get that size. I have it sent to the shop so you can try it on. I have it sent to your house so you can try it on. And then whatever, right, you can send it back. It's delivery. The customer's just after a nice, easy experience. How? How do you then, as RKW, Group IT Director, how do you provide the right products at the right price at the right time how do you bring those things together that's a great question i mean it down it comes down to collaboration with the retailers that we work with we're immensely proud of the brands and the products that we have and we've got some of the best products on the market in our areas and we have to make sure that that message is consistent and delivered to the customers. If we're going to spend lots of money creating a great product and creating great content, let's not just keep that as RKW's content. Let's make sure we share that to all of our retailers, to everyone, whatever the medium is. You know, it's uh, however they're going to buy it. Let's just make sure that that is, as, again, part of least resistance, as easy as possible for that retailer to have access to those imagery, access to that content, access to videos and demos and links and so on, so that the, the consumer's looking at a product and being able to make the right choice and 
you know, buy one of our great products. So in terms of the content you're showing, showing consumers, you're operating as a conduit for those retailers coming through. Do you do anything different with with it? I mean, I guess you're using a pro, uh, product lifecycle management type solution then, or you're, is that how you're putting the information from the retailers and dispute, distributing content on your site? How are you doing that? How you well, product lifecycle management is really about us getting the, 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 the content correct for ourselves first. Yeah. Um, to make sure you're distributing it right to the retailers, it's about appreciating the way that they want to be able to consume that information you know so we've built a data hub that will communicate not just the attributes the information about the product yeah. but also will give you give the retailers the instant access to the imagery the videos and all of that but the secret is we've actually got a tier between us and the retailers and the data hub which lets us transform it to match exactly the retailer's format. So you create this common data hub where you can raise an event and talk instantly to the retailer systems. Too often people will say, right, we're going to integrate with your system and you integrate with the ERP to the retailer. And that becomes clunky because that integration is designed especially for that retailer. Okay. So it, it becomes, it gets lost in the, you know, things change. It doesn't quite get supported because it's too peculiar for that retailer. Whereas if you create yourself a data hub where you actually say, let's pull a single source of all of our data and raise these custom events. And at the very edge, all you're doing is a little transform to the customer's systems. Then when something is changed or we want to change something with a product, it's in one place. And then the broadcast is instantly to all those retailers. And retailers are picking up on this as well. And they're doing similar things on their, on, on their systems. The new tech that's coming out there, there's there's uh, fantastic services from Microsoft or from Mongo about creating NoSQL databases to structure that non that traditionally relational tables, which means you have to have that structure into a single document, a single item of information about that product. And those texts are great and link that to the event grids or tools like Kafka that helps you broadcast it out awesome happy days again to make that uh the, to make it as seamless for the customer to get information to get content to understand what it is and what what they're buying and why uh, as yeah. quickly as possible yes because we we love our products we want to make sure that that message about our products is delivered as efficiently as as possible there's nothing that's going to upset a wholesaler more like th than us than seeing a product we've put so much love and attention in being poorly merchandised to the to the consumer you know, we want us we want the consumer to have the best experience as yeah. possible. Retailers do as well. You know, you know, yeah. it's an alliance there between us and retailers. What's the biggest challenge then in, in doing that, in creating that kind of harmonious retailer to RKW kind of experience onto the consumer? What, what what's the biggest challenge for you? I guess it's moving away from the concept that data has to be polled and send in huge lumps of data. Computers are quite happy to be chatty to send you here's an update, here's an update, here's an update. So trying to get systems, our systems and, and say retail systems to interact and be more transactional than, okay. oh, here's a once a day poll. People get bogged down in format or oh, CSV, XML, it's JSON. No, those are just delivery methods. That's not important. Just make sure that we've that when we're reacting, that we're sending you the updates and it's nice and 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 sparky and quick. There's, you know, there's nothing like being presented with a, a a six gig file saying, well, we can send you this six gig file daily. Oh, thanks. How much data, <laughs> how much data is changing that? Oh, it's going to be maybe one or two rows. All right. Brilliant. That's going to that's really going to be seamless. That is. 
<laughs> I, I love what you're saying there. You're, Tony, you're saying that the customer comes first. Everything else is built around the customer, seamless engagement with the customer. 100%. What, what's next? Again, it's just making sure that as as much as our, our information is accessible as possible. So people are moving to the cloud. Most people are moving to the cloud because they've seen an advert and they think, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, we're moving to the cloud because it's going to offer us scalability and accessibility. We want our consumers, we want our uh, retailers to be able to access what they need from us as straight and quick as possible. And the best way of us doing that is in the cloud. We want to work with services, creating services that retailers can interact with for grabbing imagery, getting, we've even got an automatic PowerPoint builder that's built in the cloud. So really? re like retail, <laughs> um, HSO have already been looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, a, it's a great little kit, a great bit of kit. So a consumer, a, a, a retailer is going to build up a quote. And what they want to do is have all the assets to do with that quote to hand. And we've got a thing that builds up a dynamic PowerPoint that then presents out the information. But where, where's that going to go next? Well, think about things like Power BI. Let's start nesting. This is going to mix your melon here. <laughs> uh, why not nest the Power BI in the PowerPoint? So you've got this. Here's your quote. And by the way, here's all your data to do with how that frying pan is sitting in the sector. And you can do some, you know, you can interact with that BI. Okay, not fantasy. Microsoft are ahead of this game and they're already delivering that. No one's using it. But I saw, you know, it's only because I what uh, it's only because my audio book. We've talked about that last night on the bike home, and I was thinking, what a great idea! What a change in paradigm where you're saying, right, okay, we're going to actually have this all your content and all of your data just there for you to consume in your own machine. Big mistake you see people do when they say, oh, yeah, we're going to interact with you. Right, here's your log on. Go to this website. And you can download. I don't want to download. Why do I have to have another log on to a website to go to to download information? Let my systems talk to your systems, yeah. and then we can grab it, and you can take what you want, and we take what we want, and then your figures will then appear in our reports, just like it's like it's our data. Stop treating, or I will just link our data lake to your data sources and then build that through a pipeline into our data warehouse i don't need to log i don't want to log on to your website to grab information that means i need a human the human doesn't want to be doing the mundane they want to be looking at the figures and actually doing what humans are great at yeah yeah thinking about it and looking at exceptions and unusual things and finding patterns and doing that let the computers do the boring stuff you're clearly passionate you clearly know what you're doing you're clearly pushing the boundaries which is fantastic to hear but what keeps you up at night oh blimey i feel sorry for my staff because what i'll do when i when i think of when i when i get stressed about a project like everyone you're thinking about the next project you're thinking hey how am i gonna um how am i gonna do this I'm, I'm I'm very deliberate in saying, right, how am I going to take that step to make it better? I'm not necessarily talking about fixing the problem, right? How am I going to go on that journey towards finding that solution? So it might be something daft like the way we're interacting with a particular retailer. I'm thinking, well, how do we shape the data that way? I can't think of it. But you know what? I'm going to grab that person, that person first thing in the morning, and they'll get messages from me on Teams at 3 a.m. All right, I want a meeting at 9 a.m. because I want to talk. And it's it's not about saying, right, what, here's the problem. Okay, there's the problem. Let's ignore that for a while. What's going to be the 
milestones? What's going to be the lines in the sand that helps us get us closer to solving that problem? And I'm very so when I'm being kept up at night, it's because I'm trying to think through what are those milestones, what are the steps that I'm going to uh, I'm going to take. Everything you do should be done with a customer in mind. Your job is to make their experience as convenient as possible in the digital or in-store experience, in the content you provide, in your pricing or positioning. Part of achieving this relies on improving interaction between you and your suppliers, partners and contributors, creating a path of least resistance for your customers. Make it convenient for your customers to buy from you and you won't lose them to Amazon or another. Thanks for listening and until next time, take care of yourselves.